it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, that was a crazy weekend. We just watched the football. Um, also forgot to say before we get too far into this, today is Monday, January 24th, right after a crazy divisional round. Ben, is that the best weekend of NFL playoff football you've ever watched? It might be. Uh, you were talking right before we got on here, the 2018 year. Saints and Rams and Bucks and, and Chiefs that both went to overtime. That was insane. I mean, all all three games or three the first three games all coming down to a game winning field goal. All the underdogs winning it, and then the final game going to overtime. I mean, absolutely lived up to the hype, and then some. Yeah, no, I'm with you completely on that one, Ben. I mean, I I, th- I think it's up there. Yeah, like I said, it's it's up there with those with a week. Um, with the NFC and AFC championship, I guess that was back in 2019. So it's in my opinion, actually, I guess those games ended up happening in 20, yeah, 2019, but they were it was the 2018 season. Yeah. 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 It's up there with that for sure. And probably some other ones that we're not thinking of as well, but definitely one hell of a season, season of football and a week of football so far, but Ben, let's talk, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about with the game that we watched last. And that was the crazy shootout between Kansas city and the bills, a game that lived up to all the hype. And honestly, for me, guys, I took the under in that game and I know Ben took it with me. And I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for that fourth and 13 with Gabriel Davis breaking ankles, we would have hit that thing. But Ben, it was an absolutely crazy game. Mahomes ended up pulling out. What do you think about the game in general? I mean, it's an unbelievable game. The quarterback battle obviously lived up to the hype. Um, I mean, the two of these two are going to be obviously the faces of the league in terms of the quarterback position Mm -hmm. for a decade plus. And I think everyone's perfectly okay with that. I mean, these guys are just incredible dueling each other, going back and forth. I mean, obviously the big story is the overtime rules, whether you like them or not. Listen, what I rather like, I mean, it, it would be cool to see both teams get a chance, but at the end of the day, it it's not like you get the, the coin toss and the game's just over, you know? I mean, in the playoffs, it has happened like that. I saw a stat today that mm-hmm. uh, 11 times the uh, overtime in the playoffs has happened since the ruling came into place, and the team that got the coin toss, the team that won the coin toss is 10-1, and one. And out of those 10 wins, seven of the times, the other team didn't get a chance. But in the regular season in overtime, it only – and this is, uh, this is 163 overtime games. Yeah. it's The team that wins the coin toss is winning the game 52.8% of the time. So I don't know why people are just saying it's impossible. I mean, the Bills have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. All you got to do is not give up a touchdown. I get that it's really hard against the yeah. Chiefs, but – the Bills had countless chances to win this game. Yeah, Ben, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to agree with you and make kind of the same statement too, that the Bills, I mean, both teams had plenty of chances to win this game and regulation for it not even get to the point that it did. So in order to complain about the overtime rule, I just think is ignorant at this point. So I'm gonna, I completely agree with you there on that one. I mean, yeah, if you don't like it, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, you can't play a whole other quarter or play two more quarters yeah. of football when you turn around and play the next week. That just gives the other team a huge strategical advantage. So, I mean, you already have teams at the 49ers. You already get an extra day of rest compared to the other team, you know, and same thing with the uh, with the Bengals as well. And I don't like – like, I wouldn't want the college rules in the NFL. Like, the NFL, you should have to give the length of the field. 
Mm-hmm. I think college should move it back. I, I think college starting where they do is too close. I agree. I, I think you should start right out of what most kickers field goal range. Mm-hmm. So start, start like around 40? Four, yeah, start at the 40-yard line. You get one first down, you're in field goal range. Um, I, I like the NFL that they have to go the whole, uh, whole length of the field. Obviously, I don't like ties in the regular season, but I, I don't really have a problem with NFL rules. Can you tweak it to make it more entertaining? Sure, but there's nothing from the college game that the NFL game should be implementing. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, it's just like college basketball. The three-point line's closer, you know, than it is in the NBA, and the court's a little smaller. Like, you don't hear us complaining about the NBA three-point line being too close. If anything, we keep saying the NBA needs to move the three-point line back more. So, I agree. People shoot from way back anyway. Yeah. I mean, Ben, there's a. we'll talk about the biggest takeaway from this game here in a second, but I honestly really have to give, you know, credit to the Bills. I mean, the Bills didn't back down from the start of the game. Bills went for a fourth down at their first drive of the game, and you could tell from that point went on, this is going to be an absolute – Yeah, they went for two fourth downs on the first drive. You could tell it was going to be an absolute dogfight. It felt like every single time Josh Allen wanted to run, he could get it. Same thing with Mahomes, man. We need to – you know, Ben, we need to keep this in the back of our mind. I remember it from the playoffs every single year. The thing is the prop is already inflated now, but Mahomes in, in playoff games that we know are going to be close, we need to remember that he's going to run the ball a ton. I mean, his rushing prop was like thir- was like 24 yards. He cast it on that one play where he took off up yeah. the middle. I mean, the, obviously in the regular season, he doesn't run around like that because it's different. I mean, Josh Allen doesn't really run around like that either in the regular season because obviously, you know, you can't have Josh Allen carrying the ball 30 freaking times and expect to, you know, get that far in the regular season. But I mean, we, we got to keep that in the back of our mind. But, I mean, these two quarterbacks showed up. This was the way I would want that game to go. You know, like that game played out the exact way I wanted it to. You know, each – I wouldn't say the defense is completely no-showed. I mean, that was – was that that that's probably the craziest no, it, minute and 30 seconds Bills I've ever seen of football. Sacks. Bills had a couple sacks. They were able to get Mahomes mm-hmm. kind of moving around in the pocket. Um, it, it, it – I don't know. Like, teams just over – overcomplicate and overthink late game situations way too mm-hmm. often. Like on on the um on the uh the last play for the Chiefs when they were in offense. Like Tyreek Hill catches a 10 yard slant and he gets like a 30 to 40 yard reception. They're just like play playing pre-van defense and Tyreek Hill catches it and there's no one within like 15 yards of him. Well what do you think he's gonna do he's the fastest player in the NFL? Would you have kicked like, that ball? Would you have, so I know obviously they kicked the ball out of the end zone because they were afraid of that Tyree Kill kick return. Would you have yeah. risked it and let Tyree Kill try to return the ball and kick and you no, know, kick I, it shorter? Or would you think that no, was the right I, decision? I, I think it was the right decision. I said earlier when the Bills were punting mm-hmm. and they were lining up the punt and Tyree Kill was back to punt return. Well, Tyree Kill never does punt returns. Yeah. I looked at my roommate. I said, and then there was a stoppage in play. I can't remember if there was like a delay game penalty or a timeout. But Tyreek Hill came back on the field. You know he's the punt returner. Mm-hmm. I would tell my punter, kick it as far as you can out of bounds. <laughs> if he's if he's not your typical punt returner and yeah. he's back there on punt returns, it's because Andy Reid knows his offense isn't moving the football very well right now and he wants to spark his team. Yeah. Well, they kicked it to Tyreek Hill and he gets an unbelievable return. And then the Chiefs are ready to roll again on offense. Like it, It's just almost like, like if he's back there on a kick return, why would you kick it to him? He's, he's better than their normal guy back there. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that part. I mean, you can't kick the ball to Tyreek Hill in general. There was a college I, football game. I'll never forget this. There was an SEC championship. It was Georgia-LSU. Mm-hmm. And Tyron, Matt, Tyron Matthew was the punt returner. He had yeah. already returned one for a touchdown. And Mark Rick continues to punt the ball to this guy. 
I said, he's the best punt returner in college football. What are you doing? Kick the ball out of bounds. It's like, if Tyree <laughs> Kill is back there, don't kick it to him. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely on that part. And two, you know, I thought that also Kansas City tried to be too cute at certain points in game. Like when they ran that option play with Blake Bell, like, yeah, why yeah. are you running an like Mahomes is clearly the running quarterback. Why would you do Why not just run the classic play where they roll out Mahomes to the left and he the throws QB a little sneak. three yard? Yeah. Or he throws he, the, yeah. Or the quarterback rollout pass. You know, like I thought both teams definitely had some plays where they overthought everything. But at the end of the day, I mean, both teams had a chance, and I don't think overtime should be the thing that we look at this game and say they need to change the overtime rule. Um, the one topic, though, Ben, that I told you on Friday we had to have, we got to decide, Ben, who would you who would you rather take to build your your franchise around for the next ten years? You taking Mahomes, or are you taking uh, or are you taking our boy Josh Allen? I mean, I would, I'd still take Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's a there's a wrong answer, really. Um, you I get more of a you. power running game with Allen, but I, I, I would take Mahomes. But I mean, there's, I mean, I guess Allen is more durability, I would say. Mm-hmm. No, but, I mean, Allen is like, right. it's kind of like the comparison I gave for him. Allen's like that LeBron guy. Like, he's just built, like, he's like, we were talking about during the game. It's almost like he's like Big Ben with like Michael Vick legs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we've, ne- like, he's like a more mobile version of Big Ben, but because he's, he's so huge. hard to bring down. Like, there was on that third down where he literally like ran one side of the field and ran, or it was fourth down where he ran to one side of the field and ran all the way back around. Like, there was multiple times where somebody put arms on him up high and he was just like, you really think you're going to tackle the- me? the bootleg that he did where he kept it. Yeah. There's two defenders on the short side of the field and he just outran them to the corner. Yeah. That play was absolute insanity. But at the end of the day, I'm going to agree with you on this one, man. I mean, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Look, Josh Allen is easily a top five quarterback in the league, but I just think Patrick Mahomes is on a different level. I mean, there was twice Mahomes had 13 seconds. If you give Patrick Mahomes more than it takes what seven seconds i'd say to probably run a play in the nfl totally if you give patrick mahomes more than seven seconds he's gonna do something even before the half when bucker missed that field goal you know they had like 31 seconds and mahomes still almost got points for him did you see this that sidearm throw he did he looked like a submarine pitcher in baseball yeah no it it felt like too as the game went on that mahomes just like locked in even more i mean allen did too like allen threw the 75 yards figured it out yeah, yeah, they weren't getting stopped. That was that was just such an awesome game to watch play out because both quarterbacks, it felt like the, both of them like saw the other guy do it, and the camera would go to them. And both quarterbacks were like, "Okay, let's go." Like they showed Mahomes with like I saw on Twitter day, it was like Mahomes' face, and they have 13 seconds left before they kick the ball off. You can just see his face, and he just looks absolutely just like locked in. Like if I saw that as a Bills defender, I would just be I would be shitting my pants. Got a lot of confidence. There's a lot. I mean, there's, there's the quarterback he's about to play against next has no fear going into Kansas City. No, not at all. Um, let's do it and talk about that game. You know, we don't have a real specific order we need. Ben, I hate to say it, man, but your Titans over fraud, man. If the if the Titans had Arthur Smith, they win this game. I don't want to say the Titans were hundred percent. A hundred percent. They were stupid. Like first off, Vrabel broke one of the cardinal rules of football. On extra points, you never take the points off the board. He should he should have not. If he didn't do that, they win the game. But then on top of that, it was almost like they t- they got drunk at the bar, him and the offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name right now. And he was like, you know, it would be a good idea if we ran a read option with Ryan Tannehill on a third one. It was literally like, you know what? Why don't we do this? Because it'd be cool. You have Derek freaking Henry, and you have two plays to get one yard. Give him the ball. Even if you don't have Henry, the backup foreman is a massive yeah, running He's back. a bowling ball. I mean, it's – I just couldn't believe it. I mean, give the ball to Derrick Henry twice. Then they had to play on the goal line where they're throwing the football. 
Like, give it to him four times. They're not stopping Derrick Henry four times. It's It was frustrating. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously three interceptions by Tannehill won't get it done. I mean, his QBR Never. was in like 10 points something. But I, I really just think Vrabel – Vrabel, I mean, obviously Vrabel and Tannehill lost the game. The defense, I thought, played amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, nine sacks and you lose that football game. Not a single defensive player should should feel responsible for that loss. Um, just Vrabel and Tannehill just couldn't get it done. And, I mean, listen, I get it. it I think it's a very reactionary mm-hmm. um, response from, from a lot of NFL people or Titans fans that you're seeing on social media, but – I would not get rid of Tannehill unless his contract was up. Then I maybe would re-sign up. But like, he he does play well in in most games. Like he's yeah. not a bad quarterback. I would personally rather have Tannehill than Matt uh, than Matt Ryan at this point in his career. I'd rather have him than Kirk Cousins. And I honestly don't think Jimmy G is better than Tannehill. He just wins. He wins games doing nothing. Jimmy G. Like Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. He just happened to have the worst game of his life. And I think it's a very reactionary tale for him. Yeah, you know, before we talk about the Bengals side of things, I had written down, obviously, as one of our topics, would you move on from Tannehill? I wouldn't say that you, like, absolutely have to sit there and be like, all right, Tannehill, you're gone. Let's move on. You know what I mean? Like, get out of town. I would definitely not do that. But I would definitely see what's out there, you know? like if you I, would the see, I would explore the options for sure. Yeah, like, if you have the opportunity to get a big-time upgrade, I think you got to go ahead and take advantage and go ahead and upgrade. But at the same time, I mean – Ryan Tannehill is what he is. He's a game manager. You know, he's not yeah. going to make that. You don't want him. Like, I felt like Tennessee just completely all outthought themselves. Like, even the first play of the game when they ran that play action, and obviously Tannehill tried to force that throw in there. I, mean, I said the same thing. It's like everyone knows it's a run, so I don't hate the play action call, but yeah. why are you throwing it into coverage? Like, mm-hmm. it's the yeah. first play of the game. No, 100%, Ben. Like, I, f- I feel like that they way overthought themselves on that play. So, you know, it's, it's, d- you hate to see it, Tennessee go down like that. I mean, I hated to see Tennessee go down like that. I wanted to watch them rematch against Kansas City, but they're not the only one seed. They're not the only one seed to lose in the divisional round. The Titans beat the Ravens just a couple of years ago, and the Ravens are the one seed. I think the Packers have done it uh, in recent. Mem- well, the Packers did it again, uh, but they the Packers have not done it twice, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I see it. Yeah, the Packers have definitely gone down early as the one seed as they did as well, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Man, what, we got to talk about Joey B and the Bengals, man. Broke his sack nine times in this game. Nine times. That's another thing, too. The Titans got nine sacks and still couldn't win. If you told me Burrow was sacked nine times, I would have said, shit, the Titans definitely win this game by at least a touchdown. I mean, the fact that he kept getting up and kept making big plays. Ben, what, what are your takeaways on Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense? I mean, just electric. Um, and, and that wasn't even like the typical Bengals offense we see. They didn't get the opportunities to throw the ball downfield because they just could not protect Burrow. They had a couple passes to like Jamar Chase where they just could not tackle him in open space. I mean, there was a screen pass where there's two, three guys around the line of scrimmage by Jamar Chase and he gets like a 20-yard gain or something. I mean, they they had to do the checkdowns a lot, yeah, which is fine. I mean – you can check your way down to the field until you get to the red zone. And listen, they did not waste many points. Their kicker is clearly an absolute stud. And they just made the plays when they needed to. I mean, defense, their defense was swarming. I mean, th- that uh, the second pick that Tannehill threw where he was trying to throw the screen pass, like mm-hmm. how often do you see where the ball just goes straight up and straight down into the guy's arms? Typically, 
the ball honestly hits the ground unless the guy catches in midair. Yeah. So just great plays by the defense. Uh, that I mean, the first even the first interception, like you could uh, the replay. You, I couldn't see it live, but the replay, the safety was sprinting halfway across the field and just made a great play on the ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously, it wasn't a great throw, but it was terrific defensive play. So was the second pick. The third one, I mean, you know, Tannehill was trying to make a play for his team to win the game. But listen, the Bengals can play a lot better than that, than what they showed, and they still won that game. They have to protect Burrow going into Kansas City because they're just going to have to throw the ball downfield. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to. And with Jamar Chase, you need to because one-on-one, he's pretty much winning that matchup every single time uh, this entire rookie year. So. I think we'll see – I think it just shows the Bengals can win different types of games. They can win an ugly game. They've won a lot of ugly games this year, and and they can win just by aerial attacking you. So, listen, credit to the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow is – he's a stud. I mean, you would think this guy's got an MVP in Super Bowl in this future at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean – Joe Burrow, he's such a stud, man, and he played he played one of the best games I've watched him play in a long time. Um, he was getting hit hard. No, he definitely was, and the fact he kept getting back up too, that was insane to see him keep getting back up and going like that. Just the motor that he has that motivates him to keep playing big time in these games is crazy. You know, I almost think of Joe Burrow is just like a big time gamer in general. You know, he's shown up big time in every single one. Um, other thing I want to say too, man, is Jamar Chase is a monster. It feels like anytime you need a big play, Jamar Chase is going to show up and make that big time play for you, and that's what we saw in this game once again. And if it's not him, they got T. Higgins who had over a thousand yards, and Tyler Boyd is a terrific mm-hmm. slot receiver, and Joe Mixon's a good uh, um, uh, pass catcher out of the backfield. Yeah, this team, uh, this offense is just too stacked up, honestly. But like, I mean, they they got to start drafting. I, mean, I know that they drafted linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, that I guess it hasn't worked out. I mean, I know one that came from Alabama that hasn't really worked out. But like, they they got to invest in and in either get a free agent or I mean, if you're my philosophy is like or the way I think, obviously it depends on your salary cap. But if you're already an established offense, you're a good team. I would much rather get a free agent offensive lineman than draft and try to develop. Like, get good yeah. now. Get a player you know is good now. No, I agree with you completely on that. I don't know how they stack up either on the salary cap, but regardless if they don't have the – if, they, like, they don't stack up well on the salary cap, they're definitely going to use a draft pick on an offensive lineman. Like, we know that for sure, but I agree yeah, with you. you I mean, they, yeah, they should. I would just like – like, if your left tackle is the problem, go get a veteran left tackle. 100% agree with you on that one, Ben. Um, let's keep it. Let's keep moving here. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about things on the flip side, man. With the NFC, you know, a lot went down as well in the NFC, and let's talk about the first game. I mean, Ben, your Packers. What happened? Yeah. Huh. It it's just insane. I mean, the fact that they just never learn. Um, listen, their first drive. I, it literally looked unbelievable. It was the mm-hmm. perfect drive. It was. And they can't and they can't do anything for the rest of the game. Like I know the weather is really bad. You're not gonna have a lot of possessions. Yeah. I I couldn't believe anyone in America took an over in that game. I just don't like <laughs> I'm not saying you have to take the under just because the weather's bad, but like yeah. it was one degree. One team's quarterback has never played in cold weather. Do you think he's putting up thirty points? I mean Yeah, I wish I, I just I wish... like I wish I had checked before the game the weather. I was pissed at myself because when I saw that snow start coming down, I looked at the live, and the live number was already shot. But I was like, damn, how the hell did we miss that? Dude, I 
I thought this Packers team was different because I thought they finally had the perfect balance on offense. I thought the running game was spectacular and it wasn't one guy leading the way and receiving. Obviously you have one guy that, that it's yeah. a stud and that, but they have a lot of good filling guys. I mean, like Alan Lazard has, has been pretty good for the Packers. Uh, they still have Robert Tanya, who's a solid, uh, that's, that's the name, the tight end, right? Yeah. Robert Tanyan. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Vantless Gatling didn't play, but like they have plenty of weapons, and it's just they just can't get it done. And I honestly, I thought their defense was fine. Their defense played pretty good against the run. They just could not get the ball moving on offense. And I don't know what it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, Rodgers deserves the blame. LaFleur deserves the blame. I mean, pretty much everyone does. I don't think it's one player to blame. I, I think it's as an entire unit, they did not play well. No, I agree with you completely on that. I think everybody deserves the blame. And look, I agree, I agree with you. The Packers look great and all throughout the regular season. I just felt like we had seen this storm too many times where everyone thinks the Packers are the best team and where the Packers look the best out of everyone. I just wanted the Packers to prove it to me. And what I thought happened would happen. I will say this. After I watched the first drive, I was sitting there and I was like, I might be an idiot for taking the 49ers. And look, the way that they game looked pl- unbelievable. And the way that game played out, I mean, the 49ers were very fortunate to get that block punt. And the Packers, I was listening to something today. It was saying basically the Packers were top five worst special teams all season in the yeah. NFL. And that ended up biting them in the ass in that game. But the special teams was bad all year. Yeah. I mean, it was. Me how many kicks during the year? Like, that's what people remember from special teams. But the Packers' punting percentages were terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. they muffed a bunch of uh, punt returns. Like, it was bad all year, and it. I mean, they got the blocked field goal at the end of the first half. Yeah, and then the blocked punt that led to a touchdown. I mean, it like Jimmy G, Jimmy G, and the offense didn't win this game. They didn't come close all. to winning this game. I mean, it's just Packers special teams miscues, and I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough, really tough to play well in that weather. It's obviously mm-hmm. hard to throw the football. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say Rodgers played awful he just didn't play great but it's tough to play well in that weather yeah absolutely Ben. it's definitely tough to say i mean it is it's tough man to play well in that weather although rogers should be able to play better in that weather since he's from there i thought the biggest thing for the 49ers is they took advantage of what opportunities they had i mean i felt i really felt like the game like right before halftime i think even that field goal block was really the turning point in the game because you know you see the 49ers drive down the field they get that penalty and get backed up then jimmy g forces one throws the pick and then I see Aaron Jones catch that pass and get tackled inside the all the way down at like the 20. I, I sat there, I was like, shit. I was like, I was like, that's the game right there. Then they block the field goal and you get a halftime, and you're like, wow, as bad as we played that half, we still have a chance here. Then you watch the second half play out, and it's just kind of the same thing. You know, it's just like Green Bay keeps letting them hang around. I mean, like they went for it on that fourth down. They don't get it. They get the yeah. face mask on the run inside the goal line of Elijah Mitchell. It leads to that. I mean, it just felt like that every rough break just didn't end up biting him in the ass. And then you get the blocked field goal. And then once that happened, you kind of knew it happened. But hey, Debo Samuel, man, what a beast. I mean, Jimmy G, by the way, this is Jimmy G is now 10 and three in playoff games. Where, or no, he's three and zero in playoff games where he doesn't throw a touchdown and 10 and three in the regular season when he doesn't, or to, like total when he doesn't throw a touchdown. How insane is that? He's literally, he's Jared Goff 2.0. If not, honestly, I'll say Jared Goff is the poor man's version of Jimmy G. I think that's the best way to put it. But anyway, 
Debo Samuel, man, that was a grown man play, and he balled out the entire game. When they needed it the most, he carried two defenders forward to get the extra three yards to make the field goal more manageable and limped off the field after. I was like, Debo Samuel, man, that he's just a ball player, you know? And even a couple plays before that, when they threw the pitch to him, obviously it went for like two yards, but Jimmy G tossed the pitch way over his head, and he went back like that and caught it. I mean, that goes over his head. Who knows what ends up happening? I mean, the 49ers had the opportunity, and they seized it, and that's what you got to do to win in the playoffs, man. He's whenever you need him, he's there. I mean, no one was helping Jimmy G in the beginning. He was like 0 for 5 to start the game, and three out of the three or four out of the five balls he threw were drop balls. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Kittle dropped that ball. He doesn't drop much, either. but w- whenever they need it, uh, Debo's lining up all over the field and he's getting the ball no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Kitt- yeah, and honestly, Brandon Ayuk honestly deserves a little bit of a shout out. I know he dropped the pass in the, in the first quarter to begin the game, but. He's played a lot better since Kyle Shanahan called him out, and he's a big asset to the team. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely on that, Ben. Brandon Ayuk has been a big asset to this team, but also, too, man, Brandon Ayuk, you know, he, he not only did he come up big, but Debo, I go back to D, uh, George Kittle. You're right. George Kittle had a terrible drop, but it felt like in the game got bigger. George Kittle got bigger. Like he caught that one on the sideline where he trapped it on his wrist. And then he had that big catch on the third down that basically kept them alive in the game and gave him a chance to win it. So I thought the 49ers stepped up when they had to. But, you know, I I thought we were going to be sitting here having the conversation. So where's Jimmy G go next? But Ben, let's have the conversation, man. What's what's next steps for Aaron Rodgers? We know LaFleur and everybody wanted to keep him around. We know he said he doesn't know. He needs to figure it out. What do you think happens? My, I mean, my gut, my gut tells me he plays somewhere else. I mean, I, I'd honestly put it at a twenty-five percent chance that he retires. Okay, I just would. Um, I I would put the majority of the chances that he does come back, and that he's playing elsewhere. Um, but that's gonna be really bad news from the Packers because uh, it sounded like if Rodgers leaves, Devontae Adams wants out. And if Devontae Adams and Rodgers leaves with the mess of a salary cap that the Packers have, they're going to have no choice but to blow this team up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks for Jordan Love because that means Jordan Love's never going to get a real chance at, at showing what he can do. If he's yeah. not playing with like a real chance to win, you know, mm-hmm. which most rookies don't. I mean, most rookies are put into terrible organizations and their team's not really trying to win. So, I mean, that's going to suck. We'll, we'll see. Um, I, I personally think he plays somewhere else. I just, I don't think it's, I just think he doesn't think they can get it done there. I mean, I think he feels like he, he's doing everything he can. And obviously he makes mistakes in playoff games too. Um, I just think he, he's ready to try something new, but I mean, he's not gonna, I don't know if he has said this already, but he's not going to go to a team that's, that doesn't have a Super Bowl chance. I mean, he's going to a team to win a Super Bowl. That's the Mm. only reason he's still playing. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that one, man. Aaron Rodgers is going to go somewhere that has a chance to win. I think he's out, too. I mean, if you're Rodgers at this point, as old as you are, you have to kind of look at everything and say, look, I mean, how many times have we felt like that? They like they've had the perfect storm in Green Bay and they've come up short. I really feel like this one, though, in the last year were the two most crucial. I mean, you can't beat you can't beat a 44 year old Tom Brady last year and get to the Super Bowl when you dominated everyone all season. This year, you turn around, you dominate everybody again all season, and you can't beat the 49ers who, with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback playing in your weather, and I mean, everything was going your way. And you back to back years winning an MVP and not getting out of the. Uh... Yeah. Well, no, last year he lost in the NFC Championship, I believe. But 
Yeah, he did. I mean, not not winning the NFC. I mean, he he hasn't won a Super Bowl. uh, I think it's been a decade, hasn't it? Yeah, and also too, I think he'd be foolish to go to the AFC. No matter where he goes, he's not beating Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen in the playoff game. He's got to stay in the NFC. It's just loaded. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he goes to an NFC team. I, I don't know who though. I mean. People are saying like Denver, but that's an AFC team that's in Mahomes. I don't. He's not scared to go to Mahomes' division, but it's the AFC in, in terms of a whole. Um, yeah, and you have Burrow I, and Herbert emerging. You know, like I feel like the yeah. NFC, like you really don't have the superstar quarterbacks like you have in the AFC. You know, it used to be different a couple of years ago, but now everything's cha- really changed up. I, th- it, it's really what tough because like, he, what NFC team is he going to go to now? Yeah, you know, it's really tough because like. The Giants. He said he, he, said he likes no. being a cold weather quarterback too. Yeah, because I mean the Giants, they really have no chance to win. I said the Vikings no. would be interesting, but he's not going to go play for the Vikings. Not, That's not. No, nah, he's not. They're doing not close. Yeah, they're not close enough. Um, Brett Favre did though. <laughs> call me crazy. Maybe San Francisco would be the team that he goes to. That that could he's be an his option. Yeah, that his could hometown, be an, but does he want to be near family? Yeah, I mean the Rams definitely no chance. Um, Seattle, I mean that team's obviously going in the wrong direction. Arizona is perfectly fine with Kyler. People are so. saying Pittsburgh and Denver, but both of those teams are in the AFC. Yeah, I mean I think at the end of the day the AFC is really the only spot for him, but I think the NFC would make more sense. Um, ben, let's talk about the other big domino that could really free things up. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day. If this domino that we're going to talk about after we discuss the game ends up leaving his team, they he, running it back with with the Packers could end up making the most sense. Um, let's talk about it, Ben. Tom Brady loses this game. Obviously, we'll get to it on the second half of the discussion if we think Tom Brady's done or not. Ben, let's talk about the game, though, man. This was a game I sat there, watched the first half. It was like I made the smartest decision of my life betting on the Rams. And then I sat there and absolutely sweated this one out. The Rams did not make it easy. But as someone said in one of my group chats, it was technically never a doubt the Rams were going to win that game. I mean, it's true. Once again, another under. I know you had the over, Ben, and you definitely deserved to win it. But when it got to the point it was at, I probably deserved to win my under. But anyway, it's beside the point here. Was this the career, the defining win for Matthew Stafford, or do we need to wait till this weekend before we say that? Um, I mean, it's listen. When you've never won a playoff game, at, th- at that point, it's just stepping stones, right? You, you can't have a milestone moment without getting your first win. So, his first win in the playoffs was his milestone moment. I, I think it's just each game becomes the chance to to break something you've never been to. So, as of right now, yeah. I mean, you you beat the goat in his own stadium. You beat the former champs. I'd I'd say that's a mile marker for him. He's he's in a NFC Championship game, um, and that that comeback had nothing to do with Matthew Stafford. I mean, Cooper cup fumbled, which I cannot imagine he's fumbled very many times in his NFL career. Yeah. Um, and then two cam Akers can't hold on to football <laughs> twice. My goodness, cam. Yeah. And then it's, you know, your Florida state boys were trying to ruin that game for the Rams. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was getting absolutely torched by Mike Evans, who, in fairness, Jalen Ramsey, Mike Evans pretty much torches every single person that guards him. But Ramsey gave up a pretty easy touchdown to Evans. Um, and then Akers can't hold on to the football, and the Rams are in trouble. I mean, here's the thing, though. The formula to beat Tom Brady, once people figured it out, it's never changed. It's just the ability of can you do it? The, the Rams blitzed a lot, and they didn't even have to. 
because they can get a lot of pressure before. But like Von yeah. Miller and, and Aaron Donald were wreaking havoc on this offensive line. I mean, this poor guy, I don't I, I don't know his name, but the guy that is filling in for Tristan Wirfs is like I mean, they were blitzing a linebacker on his side so that Aaron Donald could have one on one on this poor kid. And he's just getting torched and then he gets hurt. <laughs> and then this guy who is only a left guard has to come in. So then they have a new right tackle. And this other now it's a third stringer trying to go against Von Miller and Aaron Donald. It's like they they never gave Brady a chance in this game. And the fact that he was even coming back like was I mean, it's just Brady. He he just mm-hmm. can do anything. He can adjust on the fly. He's the greatest, which is the Packers flaw. They don't in game they don't do very well with in game adjustments at all. It seems like Brady's the best at it. Absolutely. They adjusted and then the defense got that um that big turnover, that fumble, and it turned the momentum around, and, and they just came up short. But, I mean, Matthew Stafford, what an unbelievable game for him. Absolutely. You know, that I thought that – And big... Odell. Odell. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't talk enough about him. Yeah, Odell had a great game, too. I was he looks like he, he found his love for the game again. That's exactly what it looks like for me. The talent was always there, but he wasn't motivated. He didn't like his mm. situation. He became a little bit of a drama queen, and then he goes to Loserville, Cleveland, and he's got people calling him out. Baker stinks, or does he? You know, whatever. Yeah. And he goes, he goes to McVeigh, who everyone calls an offensive genius. He gets Odell involved. He scores touchdowns. He's smiling. He's dancing. He looks like he's having a lot of fun, and it's showing on the field because he's having a lot of success. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I agree with you completely on that one. I mean, I was the one who came on here and said I thought Odell was done and that he would never be the same player again. I was completely wrong on that one. It was just a tough situation for him in Cleveland. But, you know, I thought Brady really did make a great job adjusting this game. I thought the biggest play where I could see the Brady adjustments and just how much of a gamer and baller he is was that play where he rolled out. He kind of like took like three steps and lobbed that pass over the defense to, to Leonard Fournette. And where he yes. made the one-handed catch, not only was it because that he kind of set that up for him, but also too, Brady made the defender run up on him. Which, looking back on it in hindsight, that that corner is a is a dumbass. I mean, Tom Brady's not going to run for maybe more than two yards. Why would you leave Leonard Fournette in the flat? But I just thought that was so smart how that he knew to like run out. Like Tom Brady knows how to do everything in game, and it's like he knew that he was going to have a chance to win the game, and he never gave up. But Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup, look. I can't hate on Devontae Adams that much, but at the same time, you watch Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup, the two guys who would who probably battled him for the crown of the best receiver in the league. Look, Devontae Adams had fun and all in the regular season when he was busting these scrub teams all season long. But in the playoffs, he's nowhere to be found. And you know who was to be found was Cooper Cup for the two biggest plays of the game. And Debo Samuel had the biggest run of the entire game as well. It wasn't in the air, but still, he found a way to impact the game. Devontae Adams disappeared, man, when the game was on the line. I mean, even Mike Evans showed up when the game was on the line. He had the best corner in the league guarding him, arguably. You know, I think Devontae Adams has got to be knocked for that a little bit. I mean, you can't blame it all on him. It was weird weather. But, I mean, I think Cooper Cup definitely took the crown as the best receiver in the league after watching this game. And, I mean, like you said, too, Matthew Stafford, man, I mean – this was the that that might be the career defining game for Matthew Stafford right there, regardless of what happens this week. He wouldn't do a battle against Tom Brady at Brady's house and beat him, no matter what circumstances are. I mean, at the end of the day, Brady was missing some guys, but you got to be in football, you got to be bigger than one or two guys. I mean, they're missing both back end and uh, safeties on the defense. If Brady does retire, which I don't know if he does just yet, I would imagine Gronkowski also retires, right? He ain't think- playing without Brady. 
I think Gronk's done regardless. Or, like, if Gronk does come back, he's not going to play, like, hardly at all in the regular season and really just yeah, play in the playoffs. Kind of like I, what the I, Eric Weddle did. Like, one of those – like, maybe Gronk will make, like, one or two regular season appearances and then just play the whole postseason. Because, I mean, Gronk really looks like a shell of himself at the end of the season. He had to battle injuries again and whatnot. I feel like – and I, I don't know anything about Brady's personal life uh, for the most part. I, I feel like he is addicted to the feeling – of proving people wrong and coming mm-hmm. back. And, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, he's going to talk to his family. He's going to talk to his wife. Um, I mean, it's his oldest kid is at an age at this point where he's pro- like probably in, I think his oldest is, is Tommy, right? Is Tommy Brady jr. I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't keep up with his personal life that much. Uh, I just know that his wife is involved in, in his decision-making for football. I'm sure she wants him to hang it up pretty soon. You know, he's starting at apparel company. He's, like, releasing apparel. And, and he, he's, he's always going to do a bunch of stuff in his life, even when he retires. I just – listen, he's going to retire whenever he does retire. Next season, two years from now, just know that he can play longer. He's just – he's just tired of it. He's ready to give it up. So – I mean, listen, I, it, it would suck. It, it would be sad the day that he retires, whether you hate him, whether he, he beat everyone's team. But he's a legend of the game. He's the greatest ever. Yeah, he's definitely a legend of the game. He's definitely the greatest ever. Mahomes and Allen can never be better than him, um, no matter how many rings they have. I mean, Mahomes can never be better than him. He lost to him in the Super Bowl when Brady was in his 40s and Mahomes is in his prime. He lost to him twice in those games. So, anyway, though, I think Tom Brady's going to hang it up, honestly. Look, I've been wrong about this many times. but Is his wait, contract up, or does he have one year on it? I don't even know if his contract's up or not, but this is why I think he's done. They have so many guys they're going to have to pay at this point. Godwin's due a new contract. Leonard Fournette's due a new contract. I know some of those defensive guys, I think Shaq Barrett's still on a franchise tag, and they've already double-tagged him, so he's going to be, be up. They've just had so many mouths to feed and so many people to pay, and look – after you win a championship, everybody will come back on some cheap contracts, you know, because they're all bought into winning and stuff. But then when shit happens, like what happened this year where they lose in the playoffs like that, everybody's, you know, kind of like, hey, I want to go get mine. Like winning a Super Bowl is cool and all, but, you know, like it's time for me to go get mine. And I feel like that's kind of like Leonard Fournette's at, just had his best season in the NFL. He's not about to take $3.2 million or $3.5 million again when he's a battering ram, and, you know, in an so NFL offense. Now. And he's also another guy that found like he loved, he found the love of the game again when he got to Tampa Bay. Yeah, shocker. He lost his love for the game in Jacksonville. Not like that's exactly. never happened to anyone else. But yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of this team's going to leave, and I would not be shocked at all to see Brady walk away from the game. You know, even if Brady walks away from the game, he walked away on top. I don't want to see Brady become, you know, like a Peyton Manning, a Big Ben. I don't, I don't think we deserve to see a Tom Brady like that. I think it's time. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's this call. He, he's done enough for the game. He's, he's mm-hmm. done everything that any person could ever set out for themselves to accomplish. Yeah, and see, I feel like if that he leaves, Rodgers would be stupid not to run it back in Green Bay. I mean. Yeah, they won't have everybody back, but, I mean, you got to figure something out. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're Rodgers, like we just talked about, man, the AFC stacked up. You got Herbert and Burrow coming. You got Mahomes. You got Josh Allen. I mean, all those guys are young. You're not getting any younger if you're in Rodgers. I mean, you got better situations to try to win out there, but do you really want to compete against those guys? Why not stay in the NFC where it's any man's division, you know? Like, 
I, if, if you're, I mean, if you're Rodgers, you got to think you can break through. If, if I would rather take my chances with what I have now to break through against those teams rather than go to the AFC and try to battle against the best teams every week. Yeah, you asked me earlier. We I forgot to bring it up. You asked me if uh, if I'll remember Rodgers as like a playoff choker. I mean, it's he's in the same category as Drew Brees. If you think Drew Brees yeah. is a playoff choker, then you think Rodgers is. But they're they're about the same. I don't know like what their records are in the playoffs, but to me, they're both they're both the same in the playoffs. I mean, Rodgers does Rodgers have? He's got one Super Bowl, right? Yeah, they're both one and one and zero in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, both should have gone. They both should have gone to more Super Bowls than they did. They both should have multiple Super Bowls. See, I hate Drew Brees and I hate Aaron Rodgers, but I'm a little more biased against the Saints than I am against the Packers. I remember Drew Brees and the Saints as the playoff chokers, but Rodgers, Rodgers is too. I I would remember. I'm going to remember Rodgers as being very talented, but I'm also going to remember him as well as a playoff choker. But see, the thing is with Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say sit here and say he's a complete system quarterback. At the end of the day, he did what he did. But I think Sean he's the most Payton, accurate quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, exactly. I think Sean Payton definitely had a, had a good bit to do with how successful he is. So I personally think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Well, it goes both ways, right? I mean, like you know, Belichick had an impact on Brady. Brady played with a lot of good defenses. Like, I, yeah, I think Sean Payton made Breeze better. I think Breeze made Payton better. Like, you know, I. Rodgers definitely carried McCarthy. McCarthy's an idiot. We've seen. <laughs> He's carrying Lafleur too. I mean, I think Lafleur's, Lafleur's a good a, coach, though. No, I think he is too. I mean, at, at one point, Mike McCarthy was a good coach. He was winning a lot of football games. I just think mm-hmm. that, like, they're the type of quarterback that they're very vocal in the field. Like, they have audible access. Like, they just do a lot. They do everything for mm-hmm. their teams. So you ride or die with them. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, regardless of what how we look at those guys, I mean, Rodgers and Breeze, I think, are de- – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not some of the great – I mean, they're probably top ten quarterbacks all time, yeah, but I don't think – but they don't have that – yeah, they don't have that clutch playoff factor, you know, like that puts them – they're not in that tier. Like, But also, too, at the same time, there's quarterbacks, like, for example, Eli Manning, who, you know, couldn't do ja- – I mean, his, his stats compared to them in the regular season are like – it's not even, like, comparable, honestly, how much better they were than him in the regular season. But in the playoffs – he somehow made the big plays. I mean, at the end of the day, I was listening to it. I was listening to actually a basketball podcast earlier today, and they were talking about, you know, the Bucks getting through the East. And they're like, at the same time, you got to look at it a little bit is it takes luck and you have to be lucky. And at the same time, you know, Aaron Rodgers has just been unlucky. And it's as much as it sucks that you just got to have a little luck fall your way. You know, like Brady has been about damn lucky as hell. And he almost got it again on Sunday. Yeah, everyone's got to get a little bit of luck. Exactly. I think that's the thing when it comes to a championship, you know, you got to have luck on your side, but Ben, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here, man? You asked me, uh, all fair before we started recording about where I rank Burrow, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of quarterbacks, I believe was the question. I, at right now, I listed out my top 10. Okay. I did it straight off the top of my head. It's, it's, it's interchangeable in two parts. I think it's a pretty strong list. I have Joe Burrow eighth out of ten. Okay, I think that's pretty eighth reasonable. Give, give, give me your spot. ten in order. I want to hear them in order. 
Um, Brady, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Am I forgetting someone? I mean, I think that's pretty fair. See, so my top 10 in order, I went. And, and like Bur- Burrow, is, he's almost there with Dak. I mean, he's right there with Dak. I mean, like Dak's had multiple MVP caliber seasons. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Burrow's getting into the playoffs this year. But, I mean, Dak's put up some huge numbers. And pr- it's pretty much everyone above Burrow just has been in the league longer. And that's mm-hmm. not a shot to Burrow. It's just. I mean, when you're young, you can only accomplish so much. Everyone above him has accomplished more except for maybe Dak. Cause does Dak have – does he have a playoff win? Yeah, Dak, they, they, they won that one, one year when they played Seattle in the first round. So he's got one playoff win. Obviously, Burrow already has two at this point and still going, but I'm not ready to put Burrow ahead of Dak just yet, but he's very close. Yeah, I'm going to – I think I think you have a pretty solid list. So I really can't complain against it. Yeah, I could put Mahomes too instead of Rogers, but I mean right. Rogers would be, yeah. I mean, he would I, have be Mah- cool. I mean, I have Mahomes at one, but that's just because I'm a Mahomes guy. I honestly have Mahomes and Allen at one and two, and then I put Rogers and Brady at three and four. But like, literally, I have like, if you want to do it on Madden ratings, I have Mahomes is a ninety nine, Allen is a ninety eight, Brady is a ninety seven, and Rogers is a ninety six. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah, and they're all they're all right there. Yeah, and then I think there's a little drop off, and then you get to like the next group of them, and I think that Burrow and Herbert hold their own with just any of those guys, Lamar, all the Dak, one all we were talking about, we were talking about free agents. Uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about Rogers a little bit, but Russell Wilson, if he, if he does decide to push that button with his agent that says, I want out. I mean, I think he does. There's going to be a lot of teams calling. I mean, honestly, if, if you're the Titans, I feel like you have to go all in for a Russell Wilson. That would just be a dynamic team. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one, Ben. I think I think Tennessee's got to go all in to do like that's the to quarterback that you get rid of Tannehill for. But like you mm-hmm. wouldn't get rid of him for like a Kirk Cousins. No, definitely not. Right. It'll yeah. be interesting, they and def- uh, it'll be interesting. It definitely will. Well, guys, I am going out to Colorado on Friday, so Thursday, Ben. Thursday works with you, right? To do our pick spot, yep. right? perfect guys we're gonna get you guys that picks pod on thursday hopefully we won't be waiting on any key injuries again like we were this last week um ben it's a pleasure as always man to sit down and talk sports with you for an hour dude i mean unbelievable divisional round typically the the championship round is better than the super bowl i was on the phone with my dad he was telling me that said well how the hell does the championship round um beat the divisional round he said we're gonna wait and see so (laughs) <laughs> until this week's games i mean just a tremendous tremendous week of football absolutely we appreciate everyone who tuned in once again and we'll talk to you all again on thursday